0: fucking house it's like the house of horrors I need to take my shoes off I thought I just came home and I've been like a fucking middle schooler like when I was in 8th grade I used to <laughs> I used to go to school I would literally like, sit around in my class all day just dreaming of the time to- of the uh, moment that I could go home and play Mario you just didn't want to be there? nope you just weren't there for it. Nope. But now, it's sort of come full circle. Isn't it weird how, you, like, or maybe this is just me being a thirty-year-old with no children and no uh, spouse. But it's kind of like my—I'm just a teenager again. I play You're video a virgin. <laughs> I, it. I even like, you know, sort of like um, blasting my brain with. Um Radiation In the form of Intoxicants Know what I mean man I know what you mean man Know what I
1: mean I reverted to I bought a Swatch watch Did you ever have a Swatch watch When you were a kid
0: Oh Yeah Those are badass Well they're back my man (laughs) Well I don't know That they ever left but I saw you walking down the That was me who yelled at you I was uh When You were walking in front of the You were walking on the bridge Um and I said, "Hey, man, that'll go." Yeah, you looked around. I didn't know if it was you or not. You're dressed really nice today, in a way that you're like uh, half, you're like a hybrid between Tom Morello and Don Fleming's, <laughs> <laughs> the American
1: Songster. Yeah, the Amer- and the American Songster.
0: Right, right. I have a, I have a new exercise for us. To get warmed up with. <laughs> okay. You know where I'm you know where I'm going already. Oh why do we not think of this? I don't know. They don't know about Wiley's <laughs> It's fun- Yeah, it's funny because I sat there at my desk today reading the speaker pieces in the Mountain Eagle and just circling them. Yeah. Like Jim Webb would do. Um, so
1: for those that don't know, speak your piece is a column in our local paper where you get to call in and Speak your peace Anonymously About the goings on In our home county
0: <laughs> Yeah there's some good ones I was talking to Wes The other day um, My coworker Wes And he was like Man speak your peace uh, Totally invented subtweeting Before Twitter It really did it, You know It, was it predates always, it By 30 years at least <laughs> always, try, always shouting out Someone You know Some anonymous Third person or whatever Yeah Did you get any water? I, I just downed it you found some water. Yeah, mm. I'm balmy. Hmm. I'm very balmy. It's that time of year. By that I mean summer. Um, dude, yeah, this house has been fucking mess lately. Dude, I had to kill a fucking vole yesterday, and it really fucked. Had me to. Up. Well, they brought in one of the cats, a half in, alive vole. Dude, and it was on the floor, and I walked in and I was like, oh, so I poked it. Like, I grabbed it by its tail because I was going to throw it outside, and dude, it let out the saddest, like, death groan I've ever heard. It just goes, Meow. and I was like, God <laughs> damn it, dude. <laughs> so, I took it out on this little brick fence out here, and I had to get a piece, of, I had to get a rock, and I just smashed its head. And Dude, I don't know what it was. It's just like, death. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's back legs shuddered, and it was like was kicking and it only took about five seconds and then i was like well i was fucking dead and i went to work and it just like the image just fucking hung in my head for hours no wonder <laughs> you are not in a great <laughs> <pie> system <laughs> that's not even half of it there's a fucking chick- chipmunk in my kitchen really? right now yeah it's been behind the counter there for like two weeks i can't get it out it's been hoarding cat food in the, <laughs> is, is and that, you like look back there, and he just—it's no, in survive—it's in like Bear Grylls survivor mode. He's hunkered down in a yeah, yeah underground lair. He, he, yeah, he's been hoarding cat food in the silverware drawer. And I opened the silverware drawer the other day, and he fucking jumped out, it scared the absolute shit <laughs> out of me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw walking up to your house. There's like a dead possum in the road. <laughs> And I thought, how funny would it be if, like, that possum was obviously mangled and hit, but it was just like, ha, ah, not dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me playing possum. <laughs> then a truck runs by and squashes him. <laughs> He's like, I know what you're thinking, but
0: back in the day, I'd be driving around the county with Sylvia, and we'd come across like a dead possum every single time. She'd be like, We gotta get a picture of it. It's for the radio. I was like, a dead, po- a dead possum. A dead possum. I can tell that story now because we've introduced the Sylvia character to our podcast. All right. Speak your pieces. Uh, Wednesday, May 9th, 2018. We got some good ones. My, my wife left me and took me for $10,000. I still forgive everybody and wish everybody the best. <laughs> I've made mistakes just like everybody else did. Um, I, uh, This one's pretty good. I really think it's a shame that our pastor allows a certain man to sing and continue using our church and members for his personal benefit. First, he can't sing. Second, he makes fun of other singers that I enjoy hearing. (laughs) I'm sure the people he used to work for will do a lot better without him. He was backstabbing those people while taking pay from them. I really just wish our pastor would stop allowing this nonsense in our church. Signed. Tired of fearing lies in our church <laughs> I don't know I just like the that the first beef Was he can't sing First off he can't even sing <laughs> <laughs> Right um, There's always some good ones There's some. There's always some good um, Shout outs to President Trump Most of them are really fucking insane And like uh, You know of your garden variety Immigrants are stealing all, all of our Resources and that shit But there are some good ones um, Let's see Mr. President you owe Mueller nothing You have no reason to even talk with this man But you're smarter than I am <laughs> Whoever you are buddy I assure you he is not uh, yeah, It's amazing how a grown man Can get on Kentucky 15 The highway At Dry Fork on a little kid's four wheeler Why haven't the state police caught this man yet <laughs> Insanity Oh, dude, this one is really good. I still can't get over what the Swap Shop did to my cousin Mark about this time last year. <laughs> they they cut him off the show because they said he was selling night crawlers, and red worms for profit at one dollar per dozen. If you want good night crawlers, go to Doty Creek and see my cousin Mark. Hi <laughs> hey, buddy, you want good night crawlers? Go hey, to Doty don't Creek. Don't go to Walmart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Swap Shop.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. Swap Shop, you may remember, is uh, our local buy-and-sell call-in radio show.
0: Yeah, yeah. We do have a... We did a Patre- an early Patreon bit. An early it. Patreon skit about it. Uh, yeah, Swap Shop. Buddy, I got 13 nightcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a baker's dozen. Um, that's pretty funny, man. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um... I've heard a lot of people talking about heaven. If somebody dies, you can hear others say, oh, they're up there in heaven looking down. People, when you get in heaven, you won't be looking back down here. It just doesn't work that way. Heaven is supposed to be a happy place. You think people up there are going to be happy with what they're seeing if they're able to look down here? No. Sorry, but it just doesn't work that way.
1: (laughs) Hey, where's the law?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. This person... Also gets at something that I find very funny, which is when Christians talk like they literally believe heaven is up there yeah. and hell is down there. Yeah, they literally have like a spatial orientation for heaven and hell, yeah. which is like a fourth grader is like, like understanding
1: of it. <laughs> but also more than that, more than that is that they speak with absolute scientific sounding authority of of imaginary
0: realm oh yeah (laughs) i mean to say nothing of that well a lot of it's funny a lot of um christian doctrine or at least growing up in the church that i did was was trying to map out what heaven was like yeah which is kind of fun um especially if you're sort of of the utopian mindset like you know me uh you know now k- communism is basically just my Christianity, or it's like I try to imagine a future sort of utopia. I don't know; it's a fun exercise in imagination. Uh, but go for it. No, well, I was just gonna say, but, but for like Christians, it was like it was always so over the top, Naughty. Yeah, like, heaven is very tacky. Yeah, it's honestly, it's like every person gets their own Trump Tower. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's exactly like <laughs> that. Everything Streets of gold. gold, walls of <laughs> jasper. It's just like. <laughs> What is this? Ninety-two? It's very, yeah, dude. It is like everything is cor- ornate and covered in gold. They need to
1: really update heaven, like in the hipster bibles. Like you know, these hipster churches are big, like Nashville <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and it's going to be like like an IKEA exhibit, <laughs> with like the really clean lines or, and nice Swedish design. Yeah,
0: no, everyone in heaven gets their own um, tiny house, tiny house, yeah, <laughs> kitted out with kerflugan flogging. <laughs> yeah. Couches for my kids. Right. lingonberry <laughs> Jam. And you get yeah. a yurt. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's <right>. heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And there's a brewery on every corner. I, um I went to college with this guy that um I had a
1: speech class with him and uh like we had to just give up there and give these like just presentations about whatever and he did this like thing about um how the conception of heaven and that, what's that Robin Williams, is it What Dreams May Come, that Robin Williams movie? Uh-huh. I never
0: saw it, but I know And like
1: he gave this like very serious like <laughs> oral dissertation about like how that like, that's how it should be. That's what I believe is that like whatever your vision of heaven is is what it becomes after you die. <laughs> that's kind of
0: profound. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of there. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think... Uh, we can, anyway, carry on. Next. <laughs> no, no, no. I I like this idea. I like this idea. You know... Um, yeah, I like this idea. That's also a good definition of hell, though. <laughs> if you really think about it. If you really think about it. Um, to all you school children... Oh, boy. You children need to listen to President Trump... He is full of wisdom, and I think he's the chosen vessel to be placed in charge of the United States to give us guidance on how our country was set up and needs to be run. God bless you, children. Put your hand over your heart during the national anthem. (laughs) Dude, I mean... boy. Imagine being an adult. Okay, like, I've met plenty of people... Who voted for Trump I mean I live I live in Trump country We live in Trump country <laughs> Our mail actually comes to Trump country Right Both of my parents voted for Trump Even though they would hate me telling that Not because they don't want anybody to know that they voted for Trump But because they're of the generation of like you never tell who Where you Where that's implied. Yeah. Like you don't tell me how much money you make or who you vote for I remember asking my parents that as a kid Like who'd you vote for I can't tell you what do you mean you can fucking <laughs> tell me? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a safety like it's a wish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That <laughs> day won't come true. But I, of all the Trump people I know, um, I still don't know a whole lot that are suggesting that school children listen to this brain-addled uh, dipshit. Swiss cheese brain fucking... Right,
1: right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and all those other mean things that Libs call and say he looks like. Right, right, right. It's just, uh, that's pretty funny. He is full of wisdom, and I think he's, I think the, chosen... he's the chosen vessel. <laughs> Trump has been probably called a lot of things in his life. I would imagine the chosen vessel is not one that's ever came up. They've really embraced- Well, maybe now.
0: Well, it feels like they've really embraced the- um... You know, it's really funny- um... It's really funny how the late 80s and early 90s really did anticipate this current moment because the, um, what would you say, the sort of merging of gaudy 80s televangelism with gaudy, like, Trump, you know, uh, what would the word be? Just, like, their whole aesthetic. You know, uh, very flashy, big hair, Et cetera, et cetera, Yeah. They've really embraced that aesthetic. Yeah. And um, and not just ideologically or, or just for votes. They've done it in the media. It's been a strategic thing. Remember we were talking a few weeks ago about that article? It might have been in... The, no, it's in ProPublica, about how um, the... Trump administration had gone on like CBN Christian Broadcasting Network and Trinity Broadcasting Network yeah, like yeah, five yeah. times more than any other administration. Allowed. all right, they they're really just saying th- something too. Yeah, they they really think that he's the uh, that he's the chosen vessel, my man.
1: I don't really think that. I think that that <laughs> I has almost said real, recognized real, but you know what I mean. The fix is in. It's like hooksters recognize their own. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. One of these creatures is somehow able to talk, and he's going to talk with us right now. I think the main question that people have is, creature, what is it that you want? Fred,
0: what we want is, I think, what everyone wants, and what you and your viewers have, civilization. Yes, but uh, what sort of civilization are you speaking (laughs) of, Preacher? The niceties, Fred, the flying points. Diplomacy, compassion, standards, manners, tradition. That's what we're reaching toward. Oh, we may stumble along the way, but civilization, yes. The Geneva Convention, chamber music, Susan Sontag. Everything your society has worked so hard to accomplish over the centuries, that's what we aspire to. We want to be civilized. I mean, you take a look at this sale here. Now was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized. Uh speaker piece. Wait, let's uh I think there's one more. That there's some really funny um you really also kinda get to see the sort of You really also get to see the sort of um Ideologi- how the ideological sausage gets made before it really goes through the factory? Nah. So look at this one. This one's galaxy brain. This one's pretty cool. But it's... Well, I'll just read it to you. Isn't it something how our government can go to another country and wipe out people like ISIS and other terrorist organizations, but here at home, they can't do away with the Ku Klux Klan? No, oh, that's okay. The skinheads? Oh, all right. The MS-13? Huh? The Hells Angels? What? <laughs> and- <laughs> And other This games. is like very
1: specific targets. <laughs> yeah.
0: I say, we. Need, yeah, my neighbor Jerry. <laughs> they, yeah, we can't get rid of the like IRS. A Salvadorian <laughs> gang. I think, I say we need to clean house here at home. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, yeah, let's, I'm down with using the resources of the federal government to go after the KKK. Sure. I'm and with after, you there. after Nazis? Sure. I mean, like, after we get control of it, obviously. Yeah. Um. But uh, MS-13 is just one of those right-wing red uh, dog, dog whistles. Dog whistles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Hells Angels,
1: like, <laughs> Hell's, like, dude, are like they are even <laughs> existing? Dude, uh, fucking Hells Angels are like all old, middle-aged guys that are on, like, statins and, like, blood yeah. pressure medicine and, like, are like quasi-criminal. <laughs> like, like they all work day jobs, you know? Like, right. fuck it. They're like, you know. And are they still around? They're still around, yeah, for sure.
0: You're my go-to for biker gang. Um, I just,
1: like, I, I, have you noticed knowledge. that I feel like when Sons of Anarchy was on TV, biker gangs were very... <laughs> yeah. You know, now... <laughs> now, you, I
0: don't even really think about them anymore since, like... I think about them once every month, the first weekend of every month. During bike night. <laughs> bike night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whitesburg bike night. Uh, What's that Migos song? I beat the pussy up like fight night. bike fight night. Now, our Whitesburg version of that is going to be like bike night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I piss Matt Carter off like bike night. There have you ever- <laughs> He gets out of town everywhere.
1: <laughs> have you ever met my Uncle Don? I don't he think so. Used to be so. the garbage man for the city. I don't think so. Big, like He's not like a big, like fat guy. He's like just very tall and like solid, you uh-huh. know? He used to be in a one percent bike gang called the Pagans in really? West Virginia, and Pagans are still they're like, like for real bad dudes. But like in his day, like he's eighty now. He's well, he'll be eighty like maybe in a year or two or something like that. And he's like late seventies. In the early days, they were like a carny, but like like they kind of have their origins in like the traveling carnivals and the stuff. The Pagans do. Yeah, the Pagans. Yeah, now. and now they're like you know racketeering, murder for hire, like all those <laughs> like bad deals. But in the early days, my uncle Don tells me the story that he goes, "Man, in the early days, we would turn on the scrambler, you not know, like the carnival ride. The scrambler, yeah. it's like got like eight legs and like four buckets, and you get in there and just kind of twist yeah. everybody around. Yeah. And if you wanted to join the gang, here's what you had to do: you had to get on the control platform, turn the scrambler onto the highest setting, like you know they can fuck you up with like the high setting. Yeah, yeah. And if you were like a what they call a prospect, you had to jump from the control deck." Into one of the baskets while it was moving.
0: Oh, dude! And he did it. (laughs) He broke all of his ribs and his jaw. I would imagine that every person (laughs) breaks. Oh,
1: (laughs) he said nobody stuck it. It's just you had to be stupid enough to do it. Yeah. You know. And uh, he (laughs) he says that. uh, that it was actually after you got in, it was kind of pathetic because we all shared a 47 Panhead. Like, we all didn't have our own bikes. We just all took turns on one, <laughs> one, one bike. <laughs> so this is the pagans in
0: their early days?
1: In the early days. They were known in the early days as the Cherokee Indians. Very problematic. <laughs> but that club dissolved into the pagans, and he told me this wild-ass story, dude. One, and not not to go down too much of a rabbit hole, but I just think it's kind of funny, because, like, he's he's from West Virginia. He's from, like, Cloden, which is around Huntington, West Virginia, where Marshall University is. Right. And, uh, the national leader of the Pagans was from there, and it was his best friend. His name was Dallas Devine, which oh, is a wild, like, yeah, this guy was born to be a, a, pl- a big dick player. Yeah. <laughs> With a name like that. And, uh... In, like, this is wild, in the, like, in the 60s or something, they were in Texas. They were going through Texas, and they went, like, stopped off to get gas. This is actually after they, like, all went, you know, <laughs> we're into, like, the real shit, and we're, like, all riding their own bikes and stuff, not sharing <laughs> not one. Not any. sharing one bike. Yeah, after That's, they got grown. Is that how all biker gangs start? They share, <laughs> that, like, t- two dozen guys sharing three bikes. You gotta you gotta crawl for where you can walk, my man. Hell yeah. And this guy, it's like this guy said, they go in this gas station and they go in the bathroom and it's like that scene in Donnie Brasco where like the guy recognizes Pistone oh, and yeah. then he goes Get, sick fuck grab my
0: cock God, God tried to grab my cock yeah
1: well <laughs> apparently Dallas did that to this guy uh-huh. but fucking shot him in the head in this gas station oh my like in front of God. like 20 witnesses oh damn <laughs> some shit <laughs> oh, and shit. went to like went to the pen got out like a year or two ago after doing like Crazy amount of time, yeah, I mean, I I'm mean ba- rightfully yeah, well, i mean well, I mean somebody at a gas station yeah. you are gonna yeah you're you're going to the clink right, uh, and he wanted to come see my uncle Don like he'd found him and everything, really, I, yeah, and I guess that like my uncle Don went out and had the hot dogs at dairy Queen with him, but like this guy was like the big dog In like a very serious criminal syndicate, <laughs> amazing, so amazing anyway. Well, that's my biker gang story. Wow. <laughs> my Uncle Don was a wild ass one percenter. Did you ever
0: join a biker gang if you rode bicycles? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that.
1: <laughs> well, they have rules now. Like, I think to join the Hells Angels, you have to have like a Harley Davidson with like an engine of a certain size and all this shit. That's cool. Um,
0: I'm going to turn this light
1: down. The Pagans. Could you imagine? A- that needs to be our producer tag. We need to go by the Pagans and make beats and... Yeah, the pagans. Know. We'll probably get fucking assassinated for putting this out there. Somebody's gonna call us broochalists and have an uncle that's part of a biker gang that we're talking shit about. That's good. It.
0: We'll get street cred for that. Um, so, speaking of the state of West Virginia, West Virginia big primaries. West Virginia last night. There was. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Don Blankenship. Because I was thinking about it today, and I saw this piece that someone had written in the Rolling Stone about. Did you see that piece? <laughs> the Rolling Stone. The, uh, the Rolling Stone. The Rolling Stone. Yeah, the Rolling Stone, and it was about like um, what was the what was the title of the piece? I've got it pulled up right here. I think. Um, it's time for experts to start treating West Virginians like human beings by Bob Moser. Oh. I did see that. Was, I saw somebody
1: screen. Maybe Sarah Jones or somebody had put that up. I didn't read it though.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, it's fine. It's like uh, it's whatever. But I, but the the basic premise of it is kind of dumb, like, which I guess that would mean that it's not fine. I guess I'm about to shit talk it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's get yeah. into it. I'm not. A, it was whatever. But the premise of it is like, <clears throat> and I sped. I sped read it. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not misinterpreting What this writer said Bob But uh The premise of it is Don Blankenship Coming in third In this Republican primary Is proof that like not That That West Virginians Don't Respond To Um Sort of like racist Fear mongering Or whatever Yeah Uh, You know what I'm saying Like sort of racist code words And um Dog whistles And that kind of thing Yeah Um and specifically, he's talking about West Virginia Republicans. And basically, like, the kind of statement that he's trying to make is that it's, you know, good on these West Virginian Republicans for saying no to ignorance and prejudice and all this. No. At some point, he even says that in the article, like, to to a certain degree. I wish I had annotated this. If I was a little more prepared, I would have done that. <laughs> but... um basically what he's saying uh is that well okay so i did- I, I can share an initial thought just on
1: what you what you've set up yeah, and I, I will share that initial thought Say, sure <laughs> is it's like when i see, i see all this analysis around like like kind of in the post trump place and in places like where we're from and west virginia and alabama like when Seemingly good election result in the case of Alabama's Doug Jones, in the case Uh of West Virginia's Don Blankenship not winning the primary or whatever. Yeah. There is always this like kind of weird analysis that that misses the mark. It's like it's just proof that Alabamans or West Virginians or whoever reject this. And it's just like, it's just like, okay, let's look at here. Doug Jones beat a child molester, Don Blankenship killed 29 people. Like Roy Moore should have lost and Don Blankenship should have lost and like in most places anywhere they would have lost. Like right. the presumption is that we're getting over our racism here. <laughs> yeah. like, we're
0: making we're making strides. <laughs> I see I see what you're saying. Yeah. And it's funny because if it was like Iowa or something if uh, if this kind of piece was written about Iowa or whatever yeah. Um. Or or just the whole narrative around like a person running, l- person like Don Blankenship was running in like Iowa, some just heinous farmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a heinous, villain esque farmer who. This guy's mean <laughs> to his dog. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for a farmer to be a bad. This guy beats his dog Hank, <laughs> and yeah. now he's running for <laughs> magistrate. Right. Uh, yeah, like uh the the farmer or whatever in Watership Down. Like that kind of villainesque. Yeah. Was there a farmer in that movie? I just remember the rabbits running from some kind of machinery. Remember confusing this with Fern Ferngully?
1: No, nah, I think you're right. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> Ferngully, they run from machinery
0: too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Regardless. Anyway. Um. I, th- I think that you would still see maybe some kinds of articles or whatever, but it's so weirdly exceptionalist when it comes to Alabama or West Virginia. Like, they're always trying to pull some lesson out of it. Yeah, It's always trying to, like, it's you're right. It always misses the mark just slightly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's just like, yeah, okay. It's, it's but, well-intentioned, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, look, look, read this. This is the sentence I was talking about. West Virginia Republicans sent these people an emphatic message on Tuesday. When he's, he's talking about when he's talking about these people, he's referring to libs who th- were saying that. So he's critiquing the libs here. He's talking about libs who were saying like, oh, like the racist people of West Virginia are going to vote for this guy or whatever. Yeah. So he's saying. West Virginia Republicans sent these people an emphatic message on Tuesday. Fuck you and your princip- and your prejudices. They not only punished Blankenship for both his ugly past and his shamelessly demagogic campaign, they also rejected the state-level nativism of Rep. Evan Jenkins, who lost the primary to State Attorney General Patrick Morrissey.
1: It's like, let's get... <laughs> So, wait. <laughs> Here's what I hate so much about this.
0: Patrick Morrissey is probably a fucking ghoul too. Exactly. It's just like I don't I don't know how to break this to you, man. If you're a Republican, you're shit. You're shit. Like <laughs> you're shit. Like you believe. You've always been shit. <laughs> I'm saying this as people in my, I have people in my life that I literally I love dearly. And they're Republicans. This is a big conflict. And their worldview
1: is shit. Their <laughs> worldview is shit. They
0: literally believe in the repression of other human beings. All right. That's what that's what it means to be a Republican. Honestly, that's kind of what it means to be a Democrat. Except you just want to dress it up in nice shit and yeah. you know make it palatable. All right. But it's the same. Like, but I do think that like a lot of there are a lot of progressive Democrats out there who aren't th- that. I just need to put that caveat. <laughs> yeah. <all> right, okay. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. But the point being is that, like, what, like, like, uh, sort of putting lauding them, I guess, for doing the right thing in this scenario, or something that's not even
1: like that exceptional at all. <laughs> exactly. It's like let's just go to the tape here. You didn't vote for Evan Jenkins, who I think has been in Congress before, right? He's the yeah. incumbent, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. Who's like... No. I think he is. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he do like... He's the guy that's like from somewhere else but went to like this part of West Virginia because like it was cheaper to run there because you're not in that DC TV market and yes yeah, yeah.
0: no he's not an incumbent but it, he's already he, elected but he this, had he
1: had he has held some office in West
0: Virginia yeah before. this is I'm for sure so this is for the Senate seat this is for the right seat I that, think he's in the house he's in the house right. right now and I've heard his name a lot because a lot of people that I know who work on the reclaim act That is that is like I always hear his name in reference to that. Jenkins is like their guy in West Virginia. Yeah.
1: Jenkins is really came through huge for us (laughs) on this, man. Like Jenkins as people say. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well we'll stick a pin in that. We'll come back to
0: that. So um stick a pin in that. Yeah. But So yeah, so there's several things wrong with this. The first of all is saying is just blanketing saying that they rejected the state level nativism of of Evan Jenkins. A lot of people voted for Evan Jenkins. He didn't lose by that much. Right. Second of all, I'm not entirely sure that Donald that Don Blankenship lost. (laughs) Donald. (laughs) Donald Blankenship. I'm not entirely comfortable saying that he lost because these republicans said fuck you to his prejudices they he lost because like i if if i i wish i kind of wish that i was still writing because if i did i'd make a real clickbaity article about like Uh. with the headline don blankenship has already won or something like that because he kind of did like i don't know if people understand the trajectory of this guy in the early 2000s, he was so powerful in West Virginia. Well, I hate to, you know, he was, he at least had a lot of money and clout that he was single handedly able to get this one guy off the Supreme Court and get his chosen successor or whatever elected to the Supreme Court of West Virginia. Yeah because he had a case moving through the court system in West Virginia. He had this $50 million uh or I don't know if it was I think that was what the settlement was for. But Don Blankenship was the CEO of Massey Coal. At one point it was the sixth largest coal company in the world or something yeah. like that. Um, and he had pulled out of some contract with some other company in the late 90s this other company sued him for a lot of money. Well, it was set to like you know, it was winding its way through the court system and it was set to like go to the West Virginia Supreme court. He got this guy. Um, what was his name? I had it written, uh, Brent Benjamin. And, uh-huh. um, he basically got him to run against the incumbent Warren McGraw. That was his name. And, uh, he started this pack. Oh man. I forget. I, I dude, Listen to the name of this pack. He started like the, the guy, the ship you know, we really don't, um, Need a lot more examples to just sort of demonstrate how profoundly stupid the people in positions of incredible power have to be. Right. But Don Blankenship is a, a special, <laughs> case, special case. He had started this pack to get this guy elected. What is the name of this thing? <laughs> Stall for time, Tom. Tell a... And for the sake of the kids... That's what it is. It starts with the word and. And for the sake of the kids. It's like in his weird rambling sort of like stream of conscious um, absurdism, it's like he just kind of like was like, and for the sake of the kids. That's the name of the pack. That's the name of the pack, and I want that to be the name of it. <laughs> it's like an incomplete
1: sentence. Yeah, he's just like so atonal and like cold and ca- chill like, God oh, damn, dude. He's yeah. frightening.
0: Well, okay, so but he's th- also insane. Yeah, he's an insane person. But I I really can't stress enough that like Don Blankenship, who everybody has seen the ad by this point that he put out like last week that was so kind of went viral, of him right. saying a bunch of racist shit like China people and um, I love that <laughs> that gender neutral racism. It's there. so weird. <laughs> um so you know that was bizarre and everything, but uh, people really like that is how corrupt politics are in coal Country that the that that guy who is that fucking stupid yeah. got to be the CEO of the sixth largest coal company in the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. It, yeah, a guy that's like, yeah,
1: I know he holds like an MBA from like Marshall or somebody, like but like the Dog, guy,
0: he has, he's a certified accountant. <laughs> He is a certified it's a CPA. Yes, yeah, a CPA. I'd love
1: that footage of somebody going to Don Blankenship <laughs> in the old days to do their taxes. Right.
0: Yeah, no, he would
1: have. How, how would you like to pay 12000 No. $12. $12. <laughs> Okay, I, I could do that for you. I'm dog blanket shit, baby. <laughs> and, he, and he really got to power, dude, by just being like kind of the bootlicker fucking guy that was like heavily involved in the union busting. thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like
1: he was just ruthless in that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why Upper Big Branch was such a terrible explosion, why it killed so many people, was because the dust conditions were so insane. Yeah. They did autopsies on um all of the all of the people who were killed in that and it's out the of 29 people that's 29 often minors, referenced then yeah. there was like seventeen of them had black lung yeah um which is a pretty astounding percentage um but it's also like Don Blankenship wasn't unique in that way yeah he was just doing like everybody else did yeah um but he was uh very ruthless in how did I put this he was able to exploit the political system of West Virginia like the like West Virginia politics. The same yeah. political system that allowed um why am I blanking on his name, Tom? Who's that? Jim Justice to become governor. To become governor. Like he was still able to um in this sort of Trumpian way, was able to uh, sort of manipulate certain aspects of the political system right. to his uh, advantage. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's like, and the, and the reason yeah,
1: a lot of that happens in like Kentucky and West Virginia, it's just a lower barrier to entry. Yeah. Like these guys, oftentimes aren't like our are, like Mitch McConnell's from fucking Alabama, uh, Rand Paul's from Texas. Right. In West Virginia, I'm sure it's pretty similar. I mean, I think Joe Wet Mansion is from West Virginia. Yeah. But like is. kinda like the Morgantown. God, like he's... close to the Pennsylvania area. Right. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these but like a guy like Don Blankenship, who's from, who, actually from Kentucky, but you know, rose to power in West <laughs> Virginia rose to God. You're
0: right. He's from Stopover. Yeah. Right on the line of West right Virginia. Right on the line. Yeah, the Tug
1: Valley, like mm-hmm. where it kinda like like one second you're in kentucky
0: you can see his house uh is it williamson
1: he doesn't williamson yeah
0: yeah you can see his house it's out on a
1: big mountain it's literally the only thing up on that hill yeah and he like doesn't he pop like clean water that's not municipal water up there from Probably. some. so i think that's
0: yeah i've seen a lot of documentaries with people who live in the valley like right beneath his house <laughs> you know it's just like so insanely futile it's just like I mean, feudal. Like, it's like this ornate mansion. Yeah. And in the valleys below, you've just got extreme poverty.
1: Yeah. Uh, Extr- I mean, some of the worst in the country.
0: Yeah. It's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. And we just live an hour and a half from Don Blankenship. <laughs> we could go, like... Yeah, even,
0: it's not even that far. Outside. We could
1: go egg his house next Halloween. if We could even get <laughs> close to it.
0: Right. But I'd say he has so thoroughly discredited him, himself now of, you know... Not it's it's really bizarre to watch him try to sort of win back. Uh, well, he never really had public a favor or anything. He's always been this sort of asshole. But
1: well, it's what's so interesting too about him and and the sort of the allegory I draw in it is like the story of the rich young ruler in the Bible when he goes to hell and he asks Lazarus to go just drop a just drop water on his tongue right and, like, the arrogance of this guy that's already died and went to hell still asking his <laughs> earthly servant to go fetch him water. Right. Like, Don Blankenship really just came in the Senate race late. Like, this motherfucker yeah. thought he was going to win. Yeah. He really just half-dicked this thing. Oh, yeah. He really did. I mean, he like, th- this is the only ad that he ran, this batshit crazy one, and he
0: did it, like, a week before the fucking I election. I know. Yeah, it is interesting. I guess he thought that... He still thought he had the juice. yeah. Well, and it's just it's it is so confounding that he chose Mitch McConnell to be his sort of like bogeyman, yeah. Weird, weirdly enough, which has no bearing in anything really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Don <laughs> Blankenship definitely seems like the kind of guy if you egged him enough, like, hey buddy, I saw Mitch talking shit about you on Twitter. You should go over there, you know. If you got him drunk enough, he'd probably do it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Come on out, you lily-livered son of a bitch! Right, right. <laughs> um,
0: but, anyways, you know, back to this article. Um, it's just kind of interesting that I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know. Really, it's like you are. You're exact. You're so right. Like there are so many articles that just miss the mark. Slightly. Yeah. And,
1: and not all of that, but too, another thing that pisses me off, and like, doesn't even really piss me off, but it's like, there are people, like, left wing commentators on Twitter and writers that I really admire and respect that were all like, oh, Don Blankenship's totally going to win this. I remember they were like showing that CNN yeah. article about the one guy whose like brother and uncle and cousin yep. had been killed at Big Upper Big Branch. Yep. And then like, they would retweet, screen cap that retweet that. <laughs> oh god shit's so dark he's so gonna win he's so gonna win like all this shit and it's just like dude you're in journalism you should know like like last week i was contacted by a french journalist that literally wanted me to find wanted me to find a coal miner of color that voted for trump and is now like come to their senses. Oh, my fucking Like, these God. people write this story. Like, the guy you saw that had, like, three relatives <laughs> killed, like, he was the unicorn that CNN was using to make a story. And yeah. these people that think they have a good critique and a good, solid left critique... Just totally bite on the You've shit. Been duped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm sure we do too. In context, we don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I'm not ragging on them too bad, but like, yeah, because I
0: probably do it too with stories that happen like fucking Houston or something that some I shit. have
1: no proximity no, to yeah, or exactly. understanding.
0: It just sounds
1: like, yeah. whoa, that's crazy. I'm gonna, you know. Yep. Retweet this and talk about how bad shit is. The
0: only reason I'm laughing so hard is because I get the exact same fucking questions with the exact same frameworks. It's literally, I wish there was a fucking sitcom about this. Yeah. Because I really wish people could understand this. Sometimes I go to work and have conversations with people about pe- about reporters that are asking for specific archetypes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, like they wrap the story before they come here and they just want to like It's so
0: goddamn funny because like it's like how many identities can you add to this? It's like they start with like a blank identity template yeah. and they're like, All right, I want a person of color, you know, just throwing goddamn it. I want a Peruvian ex sex worker,
1: current coal miner, it's like getting wick benefits. Uh, That voted for fucking uh, Mitch McConnell And is now regretting it
0: I want a Wiccan uh, Card playing um, Guy with ringworm Who worked at the coal mine (laughs) For three weeks He can do basic calculus Right (laughs) Trigonometry
1: I want somebody of Dutch descent with gingivitis (laughs) That fucking worked
0: I want a <laughs> coal miner. Paper yeah, I want a coal miner who has a Ph.D. in sociology who voted for Trump and is now maybe regretting it.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. It, it you know connecting this connecting this back to the biker gang thing for a second. I I was doing this writing project back when I did such things about motorcycle gangs. Yeah, and so like I was poking around with all these like people that like you know like new things and had written things about like biker gangs and all this stuff and this guy that used to own (laughs) he owned some like one of those like where you buy textbooks use textbooks yeah and then amazon bought him out whatever that became right
0: like cheggs or whatever the yeah maybe cheggs or
1: something like he owned that like and i sent this and he put me in contact with a professor at oxford that was in the hell's angels Really, like an Oxford literature professor (laughs) is in the Hells Angels, so these unicorns like do exist. Like there's there's precedent for when these people are looking for these people.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's the thing that this article actually does. I'll give it props for that. It does give a good. It does point out that, um, it does point out how ridiculous it is that like ABC or or whoever would go to such extent to locate. A guy whose cousin was killed at Upper Big Branch. Right. Three of his cousins was killed at Upper Big Branch, yeah. and was still voting for Blankenship. These fucking outlets. I don't like. They're trying to sell you a product. Right. The product is is very sensationalized. Whatever. I mean, that's just what mass media is. Yeah. I don't know, man. we just really so badly need like sort of media literacy and stuff like that because I don't know it's like living here and I think Tom I think that's why we feel like every time I see something written about this place it's just slightly off and it's not me nitpicking or naysaying or whatever it's just like yeah there are shades of truth to this but unless you live here it's the whole argument it's the whole going back to what we were saying this weekend you hate to fall into the trap of saying this place is unique and exceptional or whatever, because people then use that for all kinds of nefarious purposes. Right. At the same time, my lived experience, day to day experience here, is that like there is no other place, place like, like this.
1: this. <laughs> Period.
0: <laughs> it is so singularly insane sometimes. Yeah. That like I don't know. It's just so absolutely bizarre. Yeah. I can't, like, I just can't, like, I can't explain to people what it's like driving down a country road and on both sides of you is just wasteland destruction as far as the eye can see. As far as the eye can as see.
1: <laughs> and the most extreme poverty you'll see in this country.
0: Right next to, like, a mansion or something. Yeah. And it's just no like, code,
1: not like, no zoning. Well, like, and- palatial battery mansions <laughs> interspersed with, like, the fuck it, like, Fucking meth trailers,
0: you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and and it's like, um, cars. Uh, I mean, impacted into the banks of streams, and you know what I mean? Just like straight pipes <laughs> dumping yeah. shit
1: straight into the creek. Um, like I hate this so much because, like, yes, I do not want, like, Appalachia or Eastern Kentucky or West Virginia, whatever, whatever you you want to do with it whatever you want to call it i don't want it defined by its poverty (laughs) but but oh my god but like in this whole discussion nobody also like tells the truth yeah and then like the outside media only tells that bad you know what i'm saying <laughs> right like the truth is is that like there's a lot of interesting and great things going on there's also a lot of very very dark bad things going on
0: yeah just like any place you know what i'm right. saying right only this place is kind of singularly well, exceptional the, the, and the reason why is because of the coal industry right because of the coal industry right that's yeah. why it's so exceptional right you know um you can go <laughs> i don't know go anywhere else in this country uh but like any other world place in this country and it'll have its own sort of political economy and it'll have its like the contours of its political systems will be shaped by the industries that are there for example i'm from Hobbs, new mexico where it is an extractive region exactly like this the main difference is that oil drilling in, which is the main industry there? Oil right. drilling is so low uh, maintenance, like it's so it requires so fewer workers right. than it does coal mining. Yeah, um, and <clears throat> it doesn't rely on. As a result of that, it doesn't have this um sort of legacy in Hobbs, anyways, where I'm from, of having control over the entire sort of, like, political system and, like, how the, uh, how society sort of arranged both literally, like, geographically and politically. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I guess where I'm going with that, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but where I'm going with that is that, like, this place has the very unique experience of having been constructed literally for For the coal industry. The coal, exactly. Whereas Hobbes
1: existed before oil... And so,
0: right. Well, and I think that the
1: political system sort of got to make demands on the oil industry as opposed to here, where the coal industry made demands on the political system.
0: Right, right, right. If that
1: makes sense. Well, I don't know. I could be off there, but.
0: Yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is that, like, because because, um, the coal industry literally upended how society had sort of arranged itself before it came along. Um, political systems and families, uh, you know, and all these other sort of institutions were more sort of arranged by like watershed and holler and all this other stuff. Yeah. The coal industry um, swept that all away and it said, uh, you know, you're going to live in these uh, defined spaces. We're going to build them for you, but we basically own you. We own your house. We own everything. Your wife, in some cases. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. right. Seriously. Right. I mean, right. yeah. Um, and as that has gone away, it's been very, very slow. But the last two years have been so catastrophically fast—like it's been so drastically fast—that things are quite literally falling apart. It's just fascinating to watch. Yeah,
1: I don't know it's know coming, and know that all the feeble attempts to thwart that or to turn it around. Are futile. Yeah. Without
0: socialism, without some without sort of redistributive vision. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's like we we know what the problem is in the county that we live in. Yeah. And it's just inequality, like it is anywhere else. There's there is money here. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's just not distributed. Yeah. It is just. It is just hyper concentrated in a, in like six hands. Like, literally, six people. I don't mean, like, <laughs> just a few. I mean, literally,
1: there's six I can players. name one of them. Don Childers. Don Childers. You know what I mean? Jim Booth and Martin in County. In Martin Ca-
0: There's, exactly. Like, every county really has its own, like, Don Childers and Jim Booth. Yeah. And the problem is, or, I'm sorry, not the problem, but the goal or the uh, game is to get their shit and give it to everybody else. Yeah. Redistribute it in whatever form that, take it. Property. Yeah. Uh, literal wealth and capital yeah. assets. And I
1: literally mean this when I say this and I I you know, I think that we should exhaust every option before we resort to um you pitchforks. know pitchforks. Pitchforks and whatnot. But you know, short of some sort of ideological reconditioning, these people deserve to have their literal heads cut off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the times that Don Childers has poisoned uh, We don't know the health effects of this stuff. Yeah.
1: Like Don Childers if people don't know we've talked about him a little bit on the show before. He's kind of sort of our local plutocrat, oil guy. Yeah. That's worth, <laughs> you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and you know, <laughs> enslaves people with cheap labor. Like this is a guy yeah. that thought he was doing people a favor when he when he was the first one to adopt the 725 <clears throat> minimum wage, you know? Yeah. What I mean? yeah. Or not the first to adopt, but like he's like we pay them we, we're proud that we pay them $7 an hour.
0: Well, it's funny because uh, there you, there was a county judge of, um, there was a judge executive of our county named Carol Smith. That's the top uh, position of power in the county. Yeah. There's a guy named Carol Smith, and uh, he wanted to raise the minimum wage. Yeah. That's literally the reason why um, Childers basically got him out of office. Don Childers, um, with... Uh, yeah he
1: wanted to come with what a living wage I think is what he called it. Jim or Ward
0: and whatever yeah like they they said no fuck that like that's not happening yeah cause he knows yeah <clears throat> he can't have his work I mean he owns eight uh like probably a fucking dozen gas stations in the county or something. maybe not a dozen Childers Childers owns gas stations
1: like as far down as North Carolina yeah and as far them. as north as Pike, in, Pike you know. yeah
0: he owns a lot of them yeah, yeah he does yeah well, uh we got to get a shit. Gas yeah. stations, man. Um that is really something that like rich people really invest in, like franchise stuff stuff like that. It's so like think about how many times you go
1: to a gas station in a week though. I know. You know. What I mean? like yes. They're. F- it's probably yeah. one of my most frequented.
0: In rural areas, that's really who you want to be targeting, like the workers at gas stations. Yeah. Because they're the pressure points. They're the pressure points. <clears throat> and if you can, if you can, if you can start organizing gas stations, The problem is, is that like, well, see, I don't know, man, because it, there's a lot of gas stations in this county where the same person has worked there for a really long time. Yeah. And and those are jobs that people have for a really long time. Yeah. And if you can if you can somehow get control over that, like you you can enact some serious damage to the economy. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is what we want. Which we want to we do want. that. We want to enact serious damage to the economy. The ah. pagans. <laughs> the, <laughs> the pagans. <laughs> God. <clears throat> Yeah, we need to do something with the pagans. That sounds cool as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Organizing the gas station workers. Organizing the general dollars. Dollar general. D- dollar general. I know, but you... I always wanted to be a rapper and yeah. call myself general dollar. General dollar. <laughs> yeah. I knew I was setting you up for that one. I was watching the spider right next to you. Just started to dangle and uh, hang out. Yeah, um... The gas stations, the Dollar Generals and um the pharmacies. Those are the pressure points.
1: That's how we cause the rupture.
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean really maybe you could maybe you really could look at the opioid um maybe the, un- re- the underground? Maybe you really could uh, Like the it, trap house you know th- organize the trappers? No no no. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it though, maybe what you could do is take over the pharmacies. And then you take control. No, uh, you probably would need more than just the pharmacies. <laughs> <laughs> take control of the drug trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For this right. episode, I want you. I want you. You know
1: that ad that dumbass team Mitch put out where they put Mitch's face on the dude that plays Pablo Escobar. on uh, <laughs> Dude, yes. Will you please put your face I- on that? <laughs> this episode cover.
0: Tom, it's the same concept as the coal industry. It was creating huge profits for a very small amount of people. When you got control over the coal industry, you brought them to their fucking needs. What if you could get control of the fucking opioid industry? Somehow. And yeah, say, know. you know, uh, uh, we're going to reproduce your whole, I don't know, you'd need some pretty,
1: <laughs> I can see you going to sub pill mill. Oh man, that's a, Really nice operation you got going here. <laughs> it's for the people. It's for the it's for the
0: people. <laughs> well, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, my minions come That's in. That's a with real head scratcher Fucking there. AKs. That's what we need to do, man. We take over these fucking pill mills. Fuck it. I we take it. control over the fucking resources. We start with the drugs. Man. I'm not saying you gotta stop doing drugs. I mean, in our communist society. I would like it if people weren't strung out and if, you know, addiction was not this pain, you know, cuz addiction's painful, man. It painful. It's a t- it's a terrible thing. It ruins people's lives and in a communist society I really hope that we are able to cure addiction on a on a massive scale. But we're we'll we'll we're worried about that down the line right now. Right now we're trying to take the streets. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I always
1: have tried to marry my uh, my Marxism to like organized crime that benefits right you know the the people <laughs> for so, the people for the people <laughs> i don't know how to do that yeah i don't know
0: dude the um for the people see for me it's it's not organized crime it's christianity that's the that's the void that communism filled for me i guess you know i mean I, i'm you know i hate to say that but it's true like when i was a christian i had purpose existential purpose you know what i mean yeah I was winning people over to the kingdom of God and ma- You're basically a travel agent <laughs> For The kingdom of God For Yes for the place where we have palatial Mansions and everything is made of gold Now it's the same thing but now it's communism The kingdom of uh, Distributed resources And abundance And uh, If you want to get Galaxy brain about
1: it You should become a Christian Go to heaven and then just go to god and say streets of gold eh? walls of jasper right it's, it's for the people, people.
0: <laughs>
1: and god's just like not again i expropriate <laughs> heaven yeah. it's for the people yeah. <laughs> sorry god <laughs> oh my god
0: that's such a fucking that's so good <laughs> Oh my god.